That was just a terrific introduction by none other than professional recording artist John Bavona, who's doing some of the music tracks for our podcast series. So thanks again, John. If you're listening, we love what you do. So this is Larry B. and Cully. And coming at you today, we have a very special podcast. And today's podcast, it's going to be CC Size Got Tech, episode number nine. We're going to say CISO speak. And joining us today is uh, none other than um, Jeff Jennings, who is a Chief Information Security Officer. And Jeff is uh, working at a healthcare agency titled HealthPlex. And Jeff's here today to join me along with Matt Pascucci, CCSI Cybersecurity <coughs> Practice Manager. And today's discussion is going to revolve around policy and procedures. So hello, guys. How's everybody doing? Hey, Larry. How are you? Good. Uh, glad to have you, Jeff. Thanks for Matt, having me. It's going well. Excellent, excellent. So, um, so Jeff, we're really happy and delighted <coughs> to have you here today as a, as a guest speaker. And um, let's dive right in. Let's let's start talking about the stuff that uh, I know means a lot, has a lot of meat on the bone for folks uh, such as yourself. And um, that is really with policy and procedures. So I guess, you know, with that in mind, when we really talk about a, a framework for, for organizations, it really always starts, no matter how advanced the technology is, it always starts with policy and procedures, right? And so, you know, organizations trying to get get to where they need to get to. Uh, when you start thinking about it, where do you start? And how do you start developing policy and procedures at an organization? What's the first thing that really you start thinking about it with respect to that? Yeah, well, you know, it, policy really sets the tone from the organization. Um, it's, you know, really kind of establishing, you know, what senior level management um, at a company feels about security, what they deem important, um, what they're going to pay attention to. So, you know, you really have to first start with socializing it amongst the executive staff and getting their buy-in into um, the development of uh, a full security program, which is going to be constituted in all of those policies. Um, And then, you, you know, you have to kind of take a look at What's the business? You know, what 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 are they actually involved in? What's the uh, uh, the regulations that they have to abide by? Um, are there existing policies that are already established? Are you going to revamp policies? Are you going to augment policies? You're going to do a full rewrite, and then you want to uh, you know look at the the type of frameworks that are out there. You know, you've got the ISO standards. Uh, you've got uh, other, you know, NIST type standards or other control frameworks like EIDL and, and COBIT. Um, but you want to uh, zero in on a set of uh, policies that kind of marry up to with what you're trying to do and uh, start um, putting it together. You know, you, you don't want your, pol- you want your policies to, to kind of state what your security practices are. You know, as I'm creating policies, what I have a tendency to do that I have to be careful of is you start writing your policies as to what you want them to do or what you want it to be and you mm-hmm. what you aspire to be. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a problem because you don't want to state things in a policy that the, your organization currently isn't doing, right? So if you're, you know, putting together, um, you know, access uh you know, identity access management, you're talking about account management, you don't want to state things that aren't currently 
being practiced there. You want to state what you're actually doing. And then, you know, as you, as you develop your policies, you want to make sure that you're following those policies or the organization follows those policies. Right. So, like you said, though, you know, and it really all starts at the very top. You need the buy-in from the executives at first, which they may not even understand. Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about these policies and procedures, right? And that's probably the most fundamental question that needs to be asked, right? So when, when you see these policies, you know, from just your peers, is this more compliance-driven? Do you see people who are not being, you know, you know, held up to a certain compliance level like PCI or HIPAA going out there doing that? Or do you think that this is just a mindset that people want to just start getting into? Well, I mean, I think a lot of organizations start from the mindset of, of you know, with all these regulations and, you know, whether it's PCI, whether it's HIPAA and... You know, I think they set about putting those policies together, but it, it, that really doesn't get into culture of the organization and really establishing what the, you know, the practices of an organization is and what's important to an organization and why you're you're protecting the assets that you have in there. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you want your policies to be meaningful. You don't want it to just be a checklist of this is what. Uh, the regs say so we've got to put this on paper yeah. and then you go about and you're never really doing what you're saying yeah. that's in there so being careful you know th- these are pretty much your guiding principles of your organization on your cybersecurity yeah program. that's a good that's a good term guiding is, principles this is you're going to massage potentially you know some frameworks or some compliance into you know a set standard like you said like, uh, like ISO or something along those lines where you're going to almost have a mixture of standards as well as compliance kind of almost you know entangled yeah absolutely okay so let me ask you then right so just for our um for our listening audience some of uh the folks who are listening may not necessarily be security folks so uh you know question to both you guys then right so we're talking about policy and procedure what's really the difference between a policy and a procedure well a policy is just kind of stating what you're as matt said you're you're your guidelines are of what you're trying to establish. A procedure is how you actually go about implementing those policies, right? Uh, and it's it's just how to procedure is how to steps. Um, policies are very much technology agnostic. They don't really you don't really talk about how you go about implementing uh, the policy. Whereas the procedure will can be specifically you know uh, technology specific. Talk about the configuration, the management, the monitoring of it. So policy sets direction, procedure sets, you know, steps on how right. you manage that. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Makes sense. So more of a policy is more strategic, and procedures more tactical on on how you're doing security. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. From from that standpoint, do you see certain policies that are more like overarching? Like we we've developed like accept, acceptable use policies and you know, certain policies that are out there that are kind of information security program policies and, you know, how they kind of reference each other. You know, we've seen that too. Is that something that that you recommend with your policies and kind of of bouncing back and forth between them? Well, yeah, on my current um, gig here, you know, I'm I'm rewriting what was one single policy for the organization. And you could, you could, you know, have the pros and cons as to one or many different policies. What I find is that you want to develop your policies and geared gear it towards an audience, 
right? So an acceptable use policy is geared towards your end users, right? So they know when they come into the organization, you onboard them, you uh, review with them what is the acceptable use of their computers, the internet, and whatnot. You may have um, other policies that are geared more towards system administrators. Um, when you have one large security policy that encompasses all of that, you're, you're, I think you're setting yourself up for mm. failure where people who, if it's not geared towards them, won't bother reading it, won't yeah. really yeah. absorb That's what it point. is that they're looking at. So you really, I find that having individual policies geared towards the audience um, helps uh, them focus on, you know, specific the guideline that you're you're trying to establish, and it and it's more relevant to them and in their position. So you mentioned before um, socializing. So I think that's a fantastic point of of kind of segmenting down the policies so they're like almost palatable towards the groups that need to have it. Well, absolutely. Um, how do you socialize policy? So we're making policies and procedures for a reason. You know, do you socialize the procedures? Do you socialize the policies? Who gets them? How do you recommend that? Where do you store them? You know, when you make updates, you know, is there is there an announcement that goes out saying this is now changed? How, how do you deal with that whole um, awareness? Well, I think it, it, a couple of things. It starts, you know, socializing it at the management level, right? And making sure that you've got their buy-in, their understanding. Um, you know, I've established information security committee meetings where you, you know, you review the policies or you even help have them help establish what policies need to be um, developed for the organization so that they're uh, part of that development process and the understanding. Um, they then can kind of take it back into their management staff um, and, you know, kind of percolates out that way. Um, I think it's important when you onboard um, employees into an organization mm. that you want to make sure that they're um, given the security policies that are applicable to them in their in their position and then um, you know you have to do annual updates mm. um, and you kind of have to you know talk about it in either newsletters or emails to your point when there are updates you know you have to let uh, the, the uh, staff know if it's if it's uh, meant for them to read or review you have to let them know that there's an update to it in some cases you're even going to want um, some kind of attestation back from the employees that they have read mm -hmm. and acknowledge that they they've read and understood the policy mm -hmm. and you know so there's no questions asked if there's if there's any kind of they're not adhering to the policy mm -hmm. So from that adherence standpoint, should there be something in the policy or procedure itself stating, you know, violations or enforcement of a policy afterwards? Like if, if you, you know, you know, example for like web filtering, if you're going to access inappropriate material on the web, you know, you know, are you going to state that we're monitoring and that violation to this policy equals, you know, yeah. such and such discipline? Yeah, so that usually goes in, uh, in the acceptable use policy okay. where you, you talk about you know the monitoring, mm -hmm. um, the, the you know who owns the records, uh, you know, and and the usage of the systems. In some cases, especially in healthcare, uh, we we typically have policies of a sanction policy, which really goes into the specifics of if you were to have a security or privacy 
incident. You know, these are the types of things that we're looking at, and these are the types of actions that can be taken if you were to violate any of those policies. Got it. So that's where the enforcement comes in. Um, do you, you know, have your legal team review this first? Uh, where does it go after? After Jeff has made this you know, wonderful, awesome, amazing policy, where does it go next? Well, usually I bring it to the, <laughs> the English uh, department and have them <laughs> review it for me. Um, but once we get all the error corrections out of that, um, yeah, I usually have some kind of uh, legal review um, mm-hmm. to just to make just to eyeball it, make sure that it's there's it's within the confines of the organization, and um, you know, there's you, it's not overlapping or interfering with any other corporate level policy got it and what's the i mean from a, there's a company your size like you're talking policies like 5 10 15 20 like what how many policies do you currently have or would you recommend for a company Which well gonna, yeah it, adjust based off yeah it adjust, i think obviously just for the the type of regulations you know the, the business that you're in the type the size of the organization mm-hmm. um for a company the size that we're in and you know being in healthcare and you know, governed by hipaa governed by pci new york state department of financial services we're probably upwards of about 20 to 25 mm-hmm. policies okay um, and again that goes across different segments of the organization mm-hmm. sister sis admins management all employees so jeff so you define your policies you define your procedures you have legal review the creation you put them in place and how, how does a company go about enforcing it how do they what's what's the strategy in terms of enforcing those policies and procedures it's a you know good question um you got to make sure that you know especially from a technology perspective that you're, you've got the monitoring in place and then you're actively monitoring for the systems for those policy exceptions or someone trying to go around those again it's making sure that management understands their role in enforcement you know typically when I we run across situations I'll bring it you know I or um, technology department will bring it to the manager and it, you know why we stretch to the manager this is a management issue that you need to take care of it's not an IT issue it's not just a security issue it's a management issue and how you're managing the employees um, you also have to make sure that you do have there are always going to be exceptions to policies mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that you've documented what those exceptions are and you're reviewing those exceptions on a regular basis um, and who those exceptions are applicable to. They may be applicable to executive management where they're allowed to, you know, as an example, go and look at uh, personal email and the rest of the staff uh, is not. So, you know, you, it's, it's just constantly knowing what your policy is, knowing what the exceptions are, and when you're determined, you see something through your tools that you're addressing it right away. Right. Get on it. Get on it and be consistent. You know, I think that's the main thing is there's got to be consistency and mm-hmm. how you apply the policies and and the exceptions and how you, if there's any disciplinary action, that it's consistent and, and uh, applied equally across mm-hmm. the organization. So that's an interesting, interesting point you have about the exceptions. So, you know, all giving Gmail, right? Say we have a CEO who wants his Gmail, it's against policy. What do you do at that point? Do you have a separate almost like documentation where now this particular user is able to access Gmail, for example, 
or is it documented in like a change control ticket or how is that how does that go about uh, you know that is a great question I mean that um, it could be handled a couple of different ways I think you, you have to document it somewhere mm-hmm. that's the main thing whether it's in a change control some executives may not want that in a change control mm-hmm. document but it, it's something that um, needs to be written down and then needs to be reviewed on an annual basis or some regular basis mm-hmm. I say annually but it could be whatever you deem it um, acceptable um, so that should you know you move on someone else comes in they know what those exceptions are why they were put in place i mean that's the thing you want to want to know what's the exception and why was it put in place so essentially making a policy against who's not following policy uh well yeah i guess uh, uh you could say that but there's always exceptions you know to to different um different levels of access and uh, you, but you just don't want the exceptions to become the policy, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you have a problem. That's when you then need to go and do an update and a review of your policy and then update That's to That's a it. good point. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Do you see a lot of, because we've been doing some policy procedure work with some clients too recently, and we see a lot of the point of this is how we do things and developing those policies for them, but then the procedures is really nothing there. So it's more of like a paper policy without a technical control. You know, so it's like a, a, a mixture. There's a little bit of a mixture there. Do you yeah. see that a lot or do you yeah, like to follow the technical control in front of the paper control? Or I mean, I, I think people, organizations tend to mix the two together, that mm-hmm. a, a policy and procedure tend to go mm-hmm. uh, together. Uh, you know, I, I think they need to be two separate components. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is that what you were getting at? Yeah, and also to the standpoint of does every <clears throat> policy have to have a technical okay. control behind it. So our policy oh. is you don't go to Gmail. Right. Should you have a procedure saying how you're blocking it? Or, you know, it's just right now it's just policy. You don't do that. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I would say that you should have control, but um, it's not always the case, right? You know, some, you know, I've gone into, into organizations where they say, well, we don't have policies around this, but Actually, when you look at what their practice is, mm-hmm. they just don't, you know, they just haven't memorialized it yeah. as a policy, yeah. right? But they are actually practicing that, and that is the policy. Now, it's so it's not written down. They may have a control in place that blocks something or mm-hmm. doesn't or allows certain people to gain access to something and others not. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we recently wrote some policies for a client, and they didn't have a policy for this particular issue. I'm like, well, how do you do it? And literally, this came out. We do this. We do this. That's how we do that. And like, so you have something that's in your head. That, that's exactly. So it. let's get it in writing. That's right. And yeah. that's and honestly, that's what a policy is. It's a, it's explaining what your practice is, right? Mm-hmm. What your you know what the overall arching guideline is, and then the procedure is physically how are you doing it? Makes total sense. So uh, as we wind down, Jeff, um, for our listeners out there, if there was one thing you wanted to advise our listeners uh, on when it comes to policy and procedure, what would it be? And I'm sure there's a lot, of, but, you know, top of mind. Yeah, I, I think really, as I said before, the main thing is the policy isn't an aspirational document. It's really what stating what you're doing in your environment today, you know, not stating what you hope to do a year from now, because that'll get you in trouble, right? So if you were to have some kind of 
audit or some kind of breach where you're, you know, you're having to show what's in your policy and you know you're not doing that, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So it's really just stating what you're doing and then after that, doing what you say, right? So if you say you're, you've got these access controls in place, then make sure you have those access controls in place. It's almost like presentation skills. Tell them what you're going to tell them. It's exactly what it is. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that was great, guys. I have to say, I learned a lot, and hopefully our listening audience uh, feels the same way. And Jeff, we'd like to thank you for taking time today. Thanks for having me. We're thrilled to have you as our our guest speaker. And Matt, we're, um, as our cybersecurity practice manager, always there providing good wherewithal for our listening audience. With that, this is Larry Biancully, and i just like to say that policy and procedure really is part of a wider swath of security controls. CCSI can help you with, with that. From a compliance, assessments, awareness, please check out our website at www.ccsinet.com to look at our full capabilities. And until our next podcast, next month, this is Larry Biancully saying thank you and a good day.